Uh, all right. Are we good to start? Everyone's around. Everyone's got their drink. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Okay. I made an unwise choice of drinking a frozen pina colada, so I might be a little tongue-tied when I do my chapter. Because <laughs> I can't feel the tip of my tongue. Well, this is a good section, so... Yeah. Welcome to episode. No, that's not what I say. What do I say? Welcome to Bucky Radio. Right. Welcome to Bucky Radio. This is episode 108, Assassin's Fate, chapter 29 through 32. You goofed. I missed you... saying something about in the walls. Yep, you goofed. <sighs> We're coming to you from inside the walls. Oh, <laughs> it's all coming apart. The wheels are falling off. It's all happening. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's all- watched any Vanderpump Rules, so I'm still with it. Right? It's true. It's like, all I have in my brain is Vanderpump Rules and the 5,000 hours of work that I've done. I'm just glad you came to the dark side. Sheena? Sheena and and Sheena's like the least offensive. Sheena is insufferable. She's insufferable. She's the least offensive. Thank you. They're all insufferable. My most hated That bitch legit talks about herself 24-7. Her husband came forward and admitted that he was an addict. And then she's like, let's go out and get drinks. I'm going to order one of every cocktail on the menu. Like, he just told you he's like an addict. I like that she has, she has giant photos of just herself hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and it never changes. It's, yeah, it's fucking wild. I couldn't stand to be around her for more than six hours. I would fucking throw her in front of a bus. I would, but I would like find it amusing. Whereas I feel like if I was around Ariana, I would probably like pick up the nearest fork and like stab. Like if I had been, if I had to spend a day with Sheena when she was dating Rob, I straight up would have murdered her. (laughs) I love the Rob montages they do. It's It's the best. Like how many times does she have to tell us that he hung a TV on the wall in seven minutes? She timed him. Rob. Balance. He's a he's a handy man. Yeah, well, he dumped her ass. He did. Because she's annoying. Yeah. Spoiler. I don't care. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We are coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode one hundred and eight, Assassin's Fate, chapters twenty nine through thirty two. And I am Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I had to blow my nose. <laughs> Uh, i'm eli and i'm a rereader i'm ashley and i'm a new reader and i'm joey a first time audiobook listener and non-consensual vanderpump rules hate watcher (laughs) i'm sure i'm very sorry for you whatever joey you've got more opinions than i do i I don't understand why you don't You're probably like, Rachel, watch faster. <laughs> I just no, don't understand he's... why she hates Ariana so much. Yeah, you you have the he, you have the hots for Ariana. No, I don't. I think you think I do, and that's why you no. hate her. 
Because she is, she is the most reasonable one of all of them. She's, she's just trying to get through. She she's just getting paid to be on. And sh- shitty. And no, she she's got you. Gassed. I do not think she's. You no, know, I'm. I'm Joey and I are no. Team Ariana. It's she's fine. The worst. It's whatever. I do Me think she's very hot. I am attracted <laughs> to her, but that yeah, is I'm not. I'm sorry, mine. Rachel, but I think you're. I think you're in the minority, <laughs> Rachel. You're in the very loud minority, and we're too scared she's to speak just, up. She's <laughs> the worst. She, she didn't she, do nothing. You were like, she did no. all these terrible things when you were gone camping. And I was like, I got back, and I was like, I don't think so. This is fine. Oh, no. She had this big boo-hoo fest at her stupid little kid birthday party. And then she was trying to be like, you can't leave. It's still my birthday, even though okay. it's not. I was there for that. It was fine. Then she was spreading Isn't all this shit. Isn't that when shit. he was being really shitty and wanted to go on a yes, vacation Yes, she's like being open about how much yeah. she misses her yeah. dad who passed away. <laughs> He's like, her she was babe, totally reasonable. There's, there's, it was her birthday. Her birthday. And also, at this, oh my gosh, Joey, I dare you to skip Rachel's birthday. I know, right? I fucking dare you. When she throws oh, the, the, the mega Tell blowout me about of it. all time for herself, you just bail out of yeah, town and right? see what happens. Like, what would well, happen, like the, Rachel? Like, Afterwards, that's fine because it's no longer the, my birthday. The day after, uh, I'm getting ready to leave on your birthday, so we don't do anything. No, no. And then she was going yeah. around, and everyone was like, "Hey, you know, this this one person is really hurting my feelings, and you refuse to like actually acknowledge that this person is actively harming me." And she's like, "Well, I have no problem with them, so I'm just gonna keep hanging out with them because I get free tickets to stuff that I want to go to." Totally she's shitty, reasonable. Okay. So she's not not mad at that. She's the opposite of Stassi, and that's why you hate her. I love Stassi. Yeah, she's trash. Stassi is. Oh my God, Stassi is the only one I truly understand. Okay, <laughs> and, and that worries Rachel. You sound a little bit like Katie, piece. or not Katie? Kristen, Kristen right is my favorite. Like, you're getting Kristen's a- also one of my favorites because after. Are you fucking kidding me? She is psychotic. Yeah, she's, she's lost. She is psychotic. You- you like Everything. Kristen, Kristen yes. over Ariana? Oh, yes, Are you fucking totally kidding me? Honestly, because <laughs> oh because. my god, you are fucking. She's a walking yeah. trash fire. She dated James. She a. No, I have. Like, I have. No, I, her dating James is, is bad. But hear, hear me out. I yeah. feel like after after Kristen like finally got over the one Tom, she became very normal and cool, and Ariana became her. Yeah, after she literally stalked somebody for two but years. But then Ariana started getting weird kind of and cool. crazy, and I feel like it's actually Tom who does it to them. I don't think it's Ariana Tom. has done it's any of those Tom things. Effect. They're still I together. Think, I don't. Not even close. There's, yeah, I you're 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 officially you wrong. Hate like, I feel very confident. You think I'm gonna leave? You <laughs> that you're wrong. That's an option. I just feel like she's really normal. She like went around and apologized to everyone and said, "Yeah, I was like on drugs or whatever," and now she's like cool to, and chill to hang out with. Normal is not how I would describe Kristen. No, sure. this is I. You're getting I'm, judged. I'm a little worried. <laughs> this is not okay. I, don't know. I think I would hear. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would work shifts with Kristen, and I would, I would definitely understand, but understand everything that Stasi did, but be like, but you probably shouldn't have done that. That's kind of how I feel. Wow. The um, good thing I'll say about Kristen is that she makes the show very interesting. 
that's that's i don't even think she does anymore though i think it's like it was so obnoxious it was just like though she couldn't live her own life just to spite other people and to try to like fuck up other people's happiness and dynamics and i mean she herself is also a cheater which makes her incredibly shitty like there's just so many things oh well yeah i wouldn't date her she literally can't be alone she she can't like she doesn't know how to not have a boyfriend to be truly well yeah i mean we're we're talking about all garbage humans but on the uh, but if you put me in the garbage pit and say which part which garbage do you want to hang out with i would probably pick the one most likely to murder you and not fucking ariana or katie because they're the devil Stassi well, would kill you in your sleep immediately. <laughs> I can't stand. No, Katie. I think as long as you flatter Stassi enough, she likes She's... you. So she'd be easy to manipulate. You, Stassi, only wants people to follow. Yeah. Okay, and you are like, you, there's yeah. no way that you would just follow Stassi. So you guys would murder each other within the first. Well, how six long hours do I have to hang together. out with her? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stassi said it best when she said, "I am the devil," and don't you forget. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, truly, I understand her motivations. Okay, she's (laughs) anyway. We got to move on. We got to move on to to corrections, omissions, announcements. (sighs) Um, I think we're gonna lose some. She can edit it down. Thank God. This the uh, so uh, corrections, omissions, and announcements. uh, This episode will go up on May thirtieth. To the best of my ability, that is a travel period for me and historically that has not worked out so great in the editing department but i will try (laughs) um so make your bets uh meanwhile we do have some mail (laughs) let me pull that up all right first bit of mail is a shout out to kate whose email i am saving for next week with um the kind of the bouquet of emails that we've gotten about uh, Fitz and the Fool's relationship, which I'm really excited that so many, I mean, obviously every all of our listeners have opinions about this, but I'm really excited that everyone wrote in about it because now we have a lot to talk about probably next recording or maybe the one after. I have to do the, I have to see what, what would be the best placing for it. Anyway, um, Kate also wants us to know or wanted, wanted to know if any of us are planning rote themed tattoos and what are Whoa. they? to steal Mm. them i guess but that's cool (laughs) i've been planning one for a very long time but i don't know if i'll ever get it but it's just like a botanical representation with a rooster feather like all poisons Mm, very fool's onion and (laughs) no it's really a fool a fool tattoo there was and i don't remember it off the top of my head but i do have it written down somewhere um there was a quote from the fool when he talks about like love and what love is and loving anybody and that spoke to me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any words tattooed on my body, so it's very unlikely that I would actually get one. But if I got one, I'd be ratsy probably or. <laughs> That's cool. That'd be cute. Or... What? Yeah. Right between. Right, right. Please don't <laughs> get a dead rat on your body. <laughs> It's just a dead rat head, really, and the rest is on a stick. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you can get the cartoon yeah. one that I draw, or maybe like a really a really dead cool rat. millennial night eyes tattoo where it's like like a bunch of wolves, but like 
like the three wolf moon oh, but it's Jesus all night I, I mean like isn't that like an oxymoron to say that that's a uh, by the way that's a dwight shirt it is yeah he has a three wolf mm-hmm. shirt i mean if you go on like if you ever look up people who've gotten you know rote tattoos night eyes is very popular because like wolves are like badass tattoos so i don't hate it i would totally get a night eyes tattoo but probably not a dragon. Maybe a serpent. Maybe a serpent. Not a dragon that takes Just up your entire back. Not an other. <laughs> an other. That's blob, what I'm getting. A blobfish other. <laughs> mushrooms all the way. Go shrooms. Well, Motley mushrooms. would be a good tattoo. Crows make good tattoos. Yep. Yeah. Who is going to get like a live ship like a whole boat situation Alyssa I wouldn't I would get a I would get the I already uh, have Alyssa, what if you she were says she already has ship? one like what if you're what if like at the small of no, your back you right put now. the back end of a boat and so like you were what <laughs> I don't know if that'll translate so like so, so I have a handsome transom yeah. that might <laughs> I don't I don't Okay, a transom. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a tramp stamp of a transom. Okay. Yeah. I'll look at an appointment. Okay, just the back end of a boat, you know, it's like it's an illusion. <laughs> I'm the boat. I see. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're doing. And and you have legs, so you're also a centaur. Mm. It works. It works. <gasps> Not enough legs. How do I make you just tattoo more legs down the back of your actual legs? (laughs) God, you're a genius. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) double legs. (laughs) Wow, it only looks good from 30 feet away, directly behind you. That's that's I don't think it would look good from any distance. (laughs) You just have to find the right artist. I'll learn to tattoo just for you. Uh, Second career. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. All right. I'll be there soon. I'll yell outside your window when I'm there. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else would be good ones. I think like a Ketrican tattoo. I've never seen a Ketrican tattoo, but I think that would be cool. You could get the white fox. Yeah, like a white fox or like a sword or poison soup. How do you know it's poison? <laughs> it's in a little bowl that has a skull and crossbones. It has the, the, the X that those old jugs of alcohol used to have. It's alcohol. I also what think you could there? do really cool no. tarot I've... tattoos involving many of our favorite characters. So, I found the quote that I was trying to think of. Um, he says, I set no boundaries on my love. I liked that a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag no homo. Hashtag, Hashtag put that underneath the quote. No boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's Fitz's tattoo. He has that right on the. Yeah, it's like, it'll be two sides. It'll be Fitz and one one side and full on the other one. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, next bit of mail is from Julia. And Julia says, hello. I just wanted to give two pieces of feedback on your most recent episodes. 
Number one, I was shocked and appalled to hear Rachel uh, say that they skipped all the songs in Centaur World. It is a musical that would be like watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or insert any musical TV show here and skipping all the songs. The songs in Centaur World are out of this world good and most of them are pretty critical to the plot of the show. Julia, I do not disagree with you, but I will never listen to the songs. Don't do musicals. My only music musicals that I watch must have been recorded before 1970. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, just, that's my personal standard. Uh, number two, thank you for recommending Our Flag Means Death. Your podcast was the first place I'd heard about what? it, and it being and it being compared to the Rote Books, I think mm. that's just me, <laughs> is what really <laughs> compelled me to watch it. I loved it. It was all the swashbuckling and fashion and grit of Rote, but with an actually satisfying romance at its core. <laughs> A little bit of a burn. Um, And I'd like to give a shout out to us because we referenced something contemporary (laughs) that somebody actually like went and watched that is like pretty new to television versus something that's happening right now. Yeah. What's from the 80s? Everything Um, else. Or 90s, I should say. Vanderpump came out like not that long ago. Yeah, but we don't, we haven't, I don't know that that's actually made it on air. We haven't recommended it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recommend it. I'm talking about how we talk about it. Um, I do want to do, if just because we're talking about our flag means death, I have already wrecked Reese uh, Darby's other podcast, The Cryptid Factor. Uh, Spotify let me know that there is another podcast that reese does with the same crew and it's called aliens like us so if instead of cryptids you want to talk about aliens wow. there's a podcast for that and oh my god how do we become friends with I these know. people we have so much to talk about i know so julia goes on to say i started listening to you guys when you were going through tawny man and i've cupped up since i read these books in a bizarre order starting sometime in 2018 i picked up the Rainwild chronicles in the library just because i recognized robin hobb as an author my friend once recommended to me and that's the only set my library had yes. then i read live ships <laughs> and then all the fitz books pausing in between tawny man and fitz and the fool to reread the dragon books and like Alyssa, I too love the dragon books best. Maybe it's a byproduct of reading them first. Also wanted to say that Alyssa is a comedic genius and I would love to listen to a supercut of all of her chapters. <laughs> Thanks for excellent listening, Julia. Well, I feel like this is yeah, on my resume now. That's comedic It's probably genius. based on having read all <laughs> the dragon on books my first. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get all my fun. You could be a stand-up comic. <laughs> No, that's okay. Thank you. And then finally, we have an email from Elia that says bird mail. Um, Squawk. Can I read all of this? I'm going to, I can't read all of this. but it does intro. It says, hi, BKR. I recently found your podcast on Spotify and have since binged episodes 83 through 106. Ooh. I hope those are our best episodes. I would have started <laughs> earlier. However, I've only ever read, ever read Fitz and the Fools trilogy. Alia. Wow. <laughs> what? Whoa. Just pick that wow. up. That seems difficult. Go back to the beginning and read with us. It's more pain. It's more of this. Um, I'm planning Return to read to the others. <laughs> Holy crap. But I've been stuck overseas as of late and I haven't had the opportunity. I've had an amazing time so far and I legitimately have not chuckled so hard at, well, anything in quite a while. Thank you. You're welcome. We, uh, I have to skip the rest of this and table it for later. But I, um, 
I do want to do the shout out. Uh, Elia says that the best bluebird is the lazuli bunting. Oh. So. Which, it's a beautiful bird. I don't know. It's my. I don't know mm. if it's my most favorite bluebird, but they're cute. They're good looking. Bird. I don't know that bird at all. It says, it "I'd let a lazuli bunting deliver the news of my death to my seafaring you know what? failed That's, assassin son and that, his friends." That is day. a bird that is cosplaying as a bluebird. That is a. That is a. Oh. That is a bunting <laughs> cosplaying as a bluebird. Boom. That's it. That's what happened. Yeah, pretty uh, it much. also says, yeah. do dragons suck? Well, they are pretentious flying skinks that are only tolerated because they just happen to have nuclear weapons. <laughs> they, if you live near them, force you to either die painfully by starvation or asphyxia or agree to become immortal and be enslaved for all eternity. I think this is a really valuable counterpoint to reading all the dragon books first. Um, See, <laughs> this is why I hate the dragons because I didn't read the dragon books first and I read this first. <laughs> I'm changing my uh, Twitter handle to Pretentious Flames Skank. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Skank or Skink? Skink. But Skank works. Skank. Skank. Oh. Well, yeah, skank. Skank's pretty good. That sounds like something um, else. And finally, Blind it says, skank. does Fitz suck? Fitz might suck less only if he was given seven bells, a sword, and bandolier, and the Book of the Dead. Sabriel! <laughs> Or he might keel over in the oh river, gosh. hard to say. I hope you don't rip apart my opinions too severely. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Sabriel yes. reference. Oh, uh, Did you know that Tim Curry does the audio? Yes, I did. Yes. We've talked about this before, and it is an excellent reason to oh, listen sorry. to this. Was, <laughs> I think that was pre-Alyssa, though. Oh, maybe. That was oh. a pre-Alyssa commentary about Sabriel, I think. May- perhaps. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. I don't have Mayhaps. a memory. It's possible. <laughs> I would listen. Yeah. No, to, yeah. Tim Curry is, that's, it's genius. Definitely recommended. Listen. That's it for mail. Thanks for all the good mail during our uh, extended between episode break. And now we can begin chapter 29. All right. That's me. Chapter 29. Accusations. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, we open with a writing of Rachel's BFF, Prilkop, who talks of the morning he found Beloved missing from his cell and how he tried to lead a revolution by brainwashing the baby whites, but that didn't go so well, and so he got locked up once again, but this time with pillows and throw blankets. So, B wakes I'm, up I'm in I'm our- sorry, I just want to point out that I've now headcanon Prilkop is played by Ariana. <laughs> Jeez. Interesting. All right. Interesting choice. Hey. Um, (laughs) B wakes up in her cell with a sweet message from Vindelier. You're gonna die, bitch. Which is rude. She's panicking a bit at the idea that VD, which is his new name, try and stop me. I'm calling him VD. Uh, is gonna rat her out for Dwelly and Sim's murders. And so she checks out her battle wounds and finds them healing pretty quickly, but she blasts them with a little skill healing ointment to um, keep them moving. She also puts those dreaded sandals back on, so she must mean business today. Room service arrives and B deems the food edible. She hops online to leave a Yelp review. Food was adequate in both type and amount. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like any good prisoner, B had her contraband hidden in her mattress, and she ponders how the day will play out. But not for too long, because the leftover three arrive. Coltry is unwell, his makeup worn away from weeping, and B plays it real cool. Hey guys, what are we getting into today? I'm ready to write my memoir. And Copper's all, see you fool, she's here. She's very much regular type and very much locked up. She didn't kill anybody. And Coltry is not having it. Not a bit. He's fully losing it because old VD told him that B murdered the two women with her magic and she's going to pay. And Capra is real over it and tells B that she'll be leaving her chalet, but not for story time. They bust out their keys. Copper has simps and they let her out. And B realizes that VD must have gotten more of that serpent spent than she thought. And that Coltry isn't a white after all because VD was able to brainwash him. So at this point, Coltry is just going full clown and he's spittling as he demands that B be tortured to death for killing his friend. And B puts on um, quite the theater act, batting her eyes and declaring, little old me, me kill our beloved simp? Never. You cannot believe such a wild tale. And the audience believes her, but Copper threatens to cut out her tongue if she says another word. Friendly. <laughs> they head down a hallway and some stairs to another room and as soon as the guard escorts step back Coltry pounces at B and Copper yells at the idiot reminding him that he's been brainwashed and they all sit for a spell and show Coltry that B has no blood and no oil on her hands and that she was locked up tight overnight simply couldn't have been her and Felodi comes to the conclusion that it must have been VD but Copper kindly tells Felodi that he's a fucking idiot too <laughs> and his story couldn't possibly make sense because why would he put the serpent spit out of his own reach touche my dear touche and Coltry lays out the true crimes of the night before, but no one believes him because he calls Dwalia his best good friend and everybody just laughs. His dearest friend, he despised her. Ha ha ha. So Copper lays out the game plan. One, we need to learn how to use VD for our own evil deeds, but later. And two, escort Coltry to his room and get him good and high so that he'll just chill the fuck out. So with the delusional friend gone, it's time to pay, play a game of Clue. Copper decided VD is a liar. He was talking about two dragons being in the harbor and the destroyer telling him that Claire's will be turned to ruins. So clearly he's full of shit and he's the most likely killer. So it was VD in the dungeon with the serpent spit. But why? Why? And I guess we'll have to find out, which doesn't sound great for VD. The new action item for the day... Turn away the fortune seekers that came through this morning and don't let anyone else cross. But that's going to cause a ruckus, so send guards to control the mobs. And they're going to have to figure out how to deal with the loss of income for a few days. Which seems odd to me that they're living paycheck to paycheck, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> Inflation, am I right? <laughs> Simp Simp's death announcement needs to go out, but it needs to be somber and tasteful, just like her. LOL, JK, she was a crazy bitch. We'll tell everyone it was an accident, maybe like a slip down the stairs, or maybe she was trying to turn a can of aerosol hairspray into a fun torch and then things just went awry. Um, everyone will assume Dwalia died from her 40 lashings because apparently it's shocking that she survived that anyways, which I guess like kind of a shout out to Dwalia for being tough, I guess. Um, no replacing of Simp. Three is just a better number. And Obvi VD needs to be spoken to. So Floaty gets that super fun, not risky at all task. While Copper sends out a few messages via burbs. And she also orders our innocent little bee back to her cell under a measly lock of two. Okay. So this is, I guess this is more of a setup chapter where we get to see just how poorly run this little this little business is um i think it's really funny that they that they have yeah they seem to have the kind of demand that will make their customers riot if they're not allowed to come <laughs> in 
but they mm-hmm. can't go a couple days without income. I don't, I, I mean, I wonder if that's just supposed to communicate their greed. That they have all the money they could yeah. possibly want, but they can't fathom not getting it for two days. They run a hot engine, Maybe. man. Yeah, I think it's just just billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, they got yachts Attitude. to take care of, yeah. you know? Or maybe they're having, like, four-starred Michelin food, you know, airshipped, helicoptered in every day for their noshing. And, like, it's just they're living a very extravagant this lifestyle. They're expensive. drinking, like, yeah, they're drinking Dom, <laughs> eating off of gold. Yeah, what is, she, what is she watching, uh, or what's the husband watching in Overboard well, when she's going Overboard? Oh, is it the Caviar Dream? Yes. Champagne Wishes yes. and Caviar Dreams? Yes, yeah. that one. Caviar wishes, champagne dreams. That one. Life is meant to be consumed. Always watch the original Overboard, kids. Don't watch that remake. It's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, that's. I, we don't even acknowledge that one's existence. Wait, there was a remake? Yeah, with Anna Ferris. Boo. Gross. I mean, she's, I guess, technically kind of like a Goldie Hawn, a modern mm. Goldie Hawn, but not really. Like, sorry, Anna Ferris. Oh. <laughs> but... Without the energy. Yeah. Like if Goldion was like. Also, stoned. wasn't she married to Pratt? Yes, we don't know. talk of him. I don't think you can come back from that. Mm. I don't think you can. <laughs> well, she, fought, she filed for but divorce. But she so was she tried. married. Yeah, she filed for divorce and she was married to Parks and Rec Pratt. Not like Jurassic Park. That's super true. Pratt. Jurassic Park Pratt. Pancakes. Different park. Pratt. Pancakes Pratt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pancakes. <laughs> That's his name. Um, all right. So uh, B is living in that really cool heist movie where you get to do the thing and then no one can tell you you did the thing and it's all like really cool and timed and like the guards didn't see her and the music is really good and you want to get that soundtrack like that. That part of the chapter is really cool. And then the part where all the four or the three talk forever is not so cool, I think. Yeah. It's just a whodunit. It's amazing that they thought that, like, this rule of four people was going to work. Well, it seems to have worked for came from. several hundred years, at least. But it seems to me that they all, like, we know that they are definitely elongating their lives, right? Like, they're definitely mm-hmm. older than mm-hmm. they appear. But it also has been explained to us that the four, like, there's always a simp and there's always a felidry. So... Does that mean that they have heirs? Does that mean that there's like another up and coming synth that's getting like screwed out of a job right now? Maybe. But also, if Coltry isn't a white, how long is he living for? Well, I think that the uh, the implication is that they all have their own stores of serpent spit, and that maybe perhaps they're using it like, yeah, you know, the face cream. paint is laced yeah. with silver and so yeah, because they said that they were running terribly low, terribly low, terribly low. And I just have to say, if you can actually be made to live longer and look younger for longer with this shit, they are making their money in the incorrect way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but they don't unless it's a... a limited resource, in which case, yeah. I was just assuming it was because they were whites. I don't know how long a white lives if they're not. Well, we know it's pretty long because the fool's active pretty, in the field. The fool's like of age, but like or older than fits, and still looks well. Used yeah. would have looked young. Do you continue to live for a long time if you're not a prophet? Making prophecies come true. I don't know. You think Procop is yeah. just like 
lives forever because he's a prophet or because I don't I honestly I honestly don't know but he's the only one I've seen that's like like lived that long yeah well their bodies go through more changes and maybe they it adds longevity to them as well i have to say that like the part of me that like whenever we talk about pro cop in the fool and stuff and i have to say that like oh he's a purebred white it feels wrong (laughs) to say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it also just kind of in it's like this indicative of there there being like a like a this idea that you can be a purebred at all it's weird i don't know i I have my feelings about it but i I understand what they mean as if like these are not human beings they're human being adjacent and they live along they're elves right these are the elves of realm of the elderling i feel like those are the elderlings but well no the elderlings are like the orcs or <laughs> they're like nice. the yeah, orcs. I think orc is orc is a better uh, like analogy, you know like pretty orcs, but they're orcs. They're fashion. They're like manufactured. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're, they're they're yeah. I like it a bit. I like an orc. I play an orc in my in my Pathfinder game every month. Yes, you do. <laughs> Barbarian, no less. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to be a tank. Uh what else happened in this? Prokop continues to be annoying. Yeah, the way he just sits there. Right? With all the knowledge in the world, doing nothing. Just sitting. Just sitting. So now there's only two keys. There's only two people. It seems as if they're the bosses are dwindling. They are ready to be perhaps invaded or destroyed. Mm. Let's go on to but chapter 30. They don't acknowledge that there's a destroyer in the... Right? There's two harbor. dragons in the harbor. I was going to say the parking lot, but that wasn't correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's the parking lot of Roteland. We've established that. Uh, chapter 30 is called Barriers and Black and a Black Banner. Um, the intro brings us another ominous entry from Bee's dream journal involving giant scales and bees and blue bucks and an old woman with creepy red pointed teeth who smiles at the idea of the buck's life being worth the value of the bee's life. And I really don't like where this is going. Uh, so starting the chapter off, ladders suck, fire pots are not safe travel companions, this cloak is too heavy, I hate barnacles, I hate my shirt. Yes, Fitz, we all know that one. Anyway, if Fitz had been on my grease trip, he would have had to pay a lot of coins into the complaint jar. <laughs> After much internal whining, Fitz and company reach the shore and disembark. Althea and Brashen wish them luck, and Edda's soldiers sailors do as well in more weird accents and again i wonder if they sound kind of like clef and clef is supposedly from the six duchies why do these people seem to have a weird dialect when pe- when speaking to people from the six duchies and a terrible mystery uh so they venture into town which fitz notes is clean and well kept up with no beggars which must be quite a change for him spark now sparkle asks if they're going to look for amber but fitz points out that that would be pointless because she has the butterfly cloak and she's not likely to see them since she's you know blind but she's not blind spark reminds him record scratch wait what spark reminds him that she told him that amber saw more than he knew but apparently fitz didn't because he didn't pick up on that or any of the other very obvious clues that like the fool literally reading from b's dream journal the night before 
And he calls himself an assassin. He really is rusty. <laughs> so all of their plans and all of that magically fast sewing were all just to make the plan more likely so Amber could take the foolish path. Very clever. But that means they're probably looking out for Fitz and company and they might be the distraction and risk torture. So it's time once again for Fitz to tell them all to go back. He really has not learned this lesson yet. They all stay, of course, and Motley joins the party, much to Fitz's annoyance. And they go to get into the queue to buy their tickets, but like Reed Pop Comic-Con time, Clary's is having some technical difficulties. Ooh. Everyone is on Twitter complaining about it. But customer service finally opens the gate to tell everyone that Simp is dead and they'll have to try again later. Well, everyone around them is starting to gossip about what this means. Fitz is all, fool, what did you do? So they can't cross and fool is somewhere over there. And no one quite knows what to do except Purr, who's got a brilliant idea. They can't cross, but Motley can. She can just fly up to those cells and see if Bee or Amber are up there. So they set her off, and she's going straight for the cells, and they think this is totally going to work, except for the fact that Motley just flies straight past them. But clearly she's just taking the scenic route, right? (laughs) (sighs) I love Motley. (laughs) Motley's the best. Okay, so... Shout out to Fitz for being like, this is what I've been waiting the entire book to do, to go on this mission, to save my daughter, but I'm going to bitch about it the entire So time. much whining. <laughs> Jesus. Sucks. It does. This cloak is hot. I look like a Aww. hunchback because I've got all this crap. I have a whole axe under here. Do you think anyone can tell? Yes. <laughs> he yes, is I do. an old man. He gets to be crotchety like now. He's not getting to do it the way he wanted to do he's it. He's not like, an old man, wearing rags. He, I want to be him. He's visually 38 years old. I just want you to know that. But he feels like a 60s plus. Yeah, his soul is in his mid-60s. Well, that's how I feel. So I guess me and Fitz are the same. Same. Shout out to you, Fitz. I, too, would bitch about barnacles and <laughs> having to carry stuff and... So Sorry. what what town do you think this is? The fact that there's like, as a New Yorker, I know. I was, in a, <laughs> I was like, I don't like what I compare it to, but I wasn't sure. San Francisco or like no, because they like where do you go where like they've shipped out all the homeless people, right? Because it's like it's not like they're so prosperous that they don't have them. It means that they've locked no, them they, up or they took them by spear point to go work in a quarry, right? Or yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, the six duchies is like New York. It's just, are you homeless? Just lay here in this gutter. And we I might mean, I was walking apple. down the stairs to the subway and there was a guy just laying on the staircase. Nice. So. Uh, I mean, Charleston kind of ships out homeless people, but from like the nice downtown area, they ship them uptown. How do you do. round up homelessness? Yeah. Like, like, do you just be like, do the cops just kind of come to well, your cardboard? I mean, cardboard? they're doing it here. They go to the camps and they pay the NYPD to, like, take all their shit and throw it in, the, in a bin. Yeah, That's they, nuts. They police the downtown area and then, like, all of the, like, tent kind of encampments yeah. where homeless the people live. Towns. Like, they, yeah, they kind of, like, let them be if they're uptown. And so it just kind of, like, naturally pushes people uptown. Yeah, Joey, you know, the, 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 the encampment that we had over in that parking lot that was gone because of adams's new there are no homeless camps in new york there's no there are no homeless camps in bossing say you know like they got rid of them all i drive up in my cop car and i'm like hey you gotta move all this stuff and then the the guy says no they literally physically take it from them 
they're like and then they pack up all the homeless stuff and they're like this is i'm taking this and then they drive off in the the cop suv car and then the homeless guy has to get on a bus is that what happens I think in a, I think what the NYPD does is they come in, they take all their shit, they put it in a dumpster or a garbage truck, and then they just say, "You can't, you can't sit here." Where's and the... they make them leave? Because mm-hmm. so, I've seen them do it in the subway where they'll be like, "You can't sleep, you can't slump over, you can't, you can't even sit here anymore. You have to get up and wander away." But that's and not an they encampment. They just chase them out. That's not an encampment. That's just them like chasing people out. Yeah. And like well, like poking both. them with their batons. It's, yeah, but I think it's it is both. the hallmark of a a city in decline, perhaps, where it's really? like instead of actually finding out what you know what this is, we'll just make it look pretty. You know, it's kind of how like in Santorini they they paint it white every year. It's not actually a beautiful white city. <laughs> they just paint it. <laughs> Jenny you know? did not see Santorini. I did not. <laughs> it's, No, it's all but fake. if Jenny it's had Disney. seen Santorini, I mean, but it's not fake because they do have to physically paint it. It's not like That's they're true. putting a. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Um. Okay. So, do we like the way that they decided to tell everybody Simph was dead? Like the Pope? <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's just like the Pope. <laughs> What color smoke is that? I'm surprised they didn't yeah. make an announcement. They just put up a flag and let people goss. That was the tasteful well, way. Because they didn't yeah. send up red smoke. I think that's I like know. the I think that's the way to like really build up the press, you know, to really get all of the PR machines going and everyone's speculating and TMZ's trying to figure out what happened and <laughs> Clarice. gives them time to try to get their story on point and then they and send out their dramatic. overpriced cops to like intimidate people yeah. it's very again i know i i feel like i've talked about this before i feel like there's a certain authorial hostility to cities <laughs> and how cities <laughs> work and how they are you know how they function um yeah i think that um I like that everyone has something to do. Well, okay, not technically. I like that most people have something to do. Lance still doesn't have anything to do. Hopefully we'll get something to do. <laughs> I mean, I think his time to shine will come. He's ostensibly there to watch Fitz's back. I mean, he clearly needs help. You're right. Yeah. He does need <laughs> Even if he doesn't Some want to work. admit it. I'm like, when he's like, again, he's like, you should go back. And it's just like, really? He's, he's, he's the rookie. This. He's the rookie partner that's like gonna save his ass because he's yeah. he still yeah. remembers his training. And I also shout out to Fitz for not catching that when Spark says Amber sees more than you know. That wasn't <laughs> metaphorical. And Fitz is just like, yes, I know. She always has. <laughs> Even more than that, like. The full reading, I didn't even catch that. It made me feel like an idiot. Well, the full reading, the full practicing his kip-ups in the cabin. Like, there's a lot of stuff that he was doing. Like, Yeah. Wandering around the ship without any help. Yeah. Probably having to help Spark sew, because again, Spark could not have sewed all of those costumes. <laughs> right? That's I know. I said There's no way, yeah. <laughs> Too nice. Sewing. 
There's got to be help. Again, Joey got drafted into this a long time ago. He knows. There's no <laughs> way for one person to do all of this, all this stuff. You're going to learn how to put a button on. I don't, I don't know. How, I, can, I can put a button on. I can't sew shit with a machine. You could if you really wanted to, Joey. Yeah, you're right. I could if I <laughs> if wanted to. If you can to. calibrate a 3D printer, you can use a sewing machine. I'll stick to the 3D printers. I don't know. Sometimes those bobbin nests, man, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> I'll stick That's to my 3D printers. Thank you very much. You can also 3D print fabric now. The 3D print. printer can work while I don't, and that is its biggest sales point. The sewing machine is working while I don't. I am just sitting there staring at the sewing machine. Uh, it's yeah, working. I'm sorry. Are you, are you not guiding it? Are you programming <sighs> paths? What are you talking this about? This is a really, this is like a really philosophical question for no. me because <laughs> am I guiding it? Is it guiding Are me? you physically sitting in the fucking chair <laughs> holding fabric while you sew? Am I? Do you, do you, do you say affirmations to your sewing machine while you're sitting at your desk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time I do something, I like you can do this. You are not stupid. If stupid people can do this, you can do this. And then I fuck it up and I have to seem right. But yeah, <laughs> everybody's favorite pastime. Yeah. Anyway, what we were talking about? Whoa, what's going on? Uh, uh, the fool being able to see. Yes. Fool, yes. Where do we think the fool is doing? Where? Where is the fool right now? Next to them? About ready to say hey. No. The fool's long gone. The fool's doing his own thing. Shopping. Bamboozling. Bamboozling. Es- espionage. I mean, it would be good if the fool was standing Fooling. right next to Fitz as he said. The right. fool can see? <laughs> like, yeah, see you right now, idiot. I just, it w- I wouldn't put it beyond the fool to be like, I'm just going to hang out and see what Fitz says about me. <laughs> While I'm not here. So we think the fool's in, in the, in the, the bone castle oh he gone yes i do which i think is smarter you know like i think it's good to have somebody get in there first do a little hustling maybe maybe motley will will meet up and that'll be like a cool plan fitz fool had a plan and ways to execute it and fitz would have held him back and slowed him down and would have lost his own focus trying to think about the fool so the fool did exactly what needed to be done what is is this the chapter where they theorize that the fool kind of knew that they their futures were told to include the fool maybe but not the other group and so the fool kind of had to go get caught prospectively get caught to fulfill a future past tense something X-Men. I, I don't know. I get confused with a lot what? of the, like... This is the chapter <laughs> yeah, I... where Sparks Multiverse. Said, oh, he must have gone to do that because it was the least practical choice. Right. Yeah. Not speaking it out loud and doing the thing that's the least expected. Yeah, no. Trying to confuse the omniscient bad guys right. yeah this is even uh, though they don't know what the hell is going on which do, is do what they least no. expect princess bride let me switch that cup around 10 times and now i know <laughs> which you cup know, that i know, that you know. <laughs> now i know which cup is the right cup 
Well, Joey, you seem ready to do chapter 31, so why don't we... Uh, yeah, chapter 31 is called The Butterfly, Butterfly Man. Um, so, the intro is a not terribly important missive from Nettle to the remaining staff of Withy Woods regarding the vacant chambers of the Farseers. Essentially, she wants them to get the fuck out of there and lock it all up. Leave Fitz's room alone. Leave Molly's room alone. Leave B's room alone. And just keep to yourselves. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, so, uh, B's returned to her cell uh, by Capra, um, who has a use for her later. Hmm. Um, B ponders what can happen next, uh, and then Prilkop asks her what will happen next. And <laughs> <laughs> because we're dealing with white prophets, and then instructs her in the art of carefully choosing futures. Uh, he describes to her what it means to be a white prophet and to put the world on a new path. Uh, listen up, B. As you get older, your body will begin to change. You'll begin to look at boys a little differently, and your skin will begin to peel and then slough off after enduring fevers. It's all a totally natural process. Just embrace your body. Um, <laughs> regarding the catalyst, uh, Prilkop suspects that Dwalia was actually B's catalyst because she so fundamentally changed her existence. And we were reminded that not all white uh, prophets and catalyst pairs are actually soulmates, as C book series title. Good thing that Prilkop is fundamentally wrong all the time. <laughs> I I. <laughs> Yeah, I have my own theories. We'll get to that later. We are granted a little preview of Prilkop's long and rich history as a white prophet, specifically uh, how Illustor's purpose ran afoul of Prilkop's plans. Her desire was to keep the world divided so that the many nations could not resist the will of Claris. Um, Prilkop re uh, reveals to be that she is the true white prophet of their time and compels her to move onward and to have faith in the best future which I don't know how anyone hearing that knows what to do with um, <laughs> many different paths for her um, uh, and then we are given a little glimpse of, to, uh, of Prilkop's uh, dream a piebald bird, a silver ship. One shall be two, and two shall be one. And I think we kind of know what all of this means. We'll get to that later. I still don't know about the silver ship, but I know what the two are. Um, cue the fool who has used the butterfly cloak now to infiltrate the dungeons of Claris. He greets Prilkop uh, with the guard's keys at the ready and inquires about B. I guess the fool... Can't really see her from there. Prokop reveals that B is there, but the keys will not work in this part of the dungeon. So he has a wrong wrong set of keys. Um, so uh, now cue Capra and several, uh, several other guards that flood into the dungeon. Um, uh, now still cloaked in invisibility, the fool engage the oncoming guards in combat. 
and we are reminded of the fool's natural agility. And if you're playing Elden Ring like I am right now for 300,000 hours, you know exactly what that looks like. <laughs> the only way to dodge is to roll. You gotta roll. You gotta roll. Hard to roll in the hallway. <laughs> so they beat the they beat the fool into submission. Um, he is presented to Capra and calls to Prilcop to uh, Caprock Then calls to Prilcop to witness one of his dreams in action: the Butterfly Man, the Trapper Trapped. At this moment, Beloved uses the opportunity to plunge his cloaked knife into Capra's fucking torso. It is. I I like to think that this is like a little bit of Fitz's part piece of of the fool because this feels very fit. I learned it from watching you. I learned it from Fitz. <laughs> um, and Capra then uh, is obviously taken aback and orders them to yeah. imprison Beloved. She just got stabbed. <laughs> says, I got I'm stabbed. Take me to the healers immediately and then I think passes out. Um, on their way out, another guard mentions that Beloved's, Beloved killed the jailer on the way in. Um, a little stabby, stabby. Um, B reveals to Prokop that she still has the keys, uh, and they could flee, uh, and that he, uh, he then sort of woefully mentions that the only way that he's leaving the castle this time is as carrion flowing out of the waistline of the castle, which is pretty morbid. Um, and then, and then suddenly B just sort of hears B, 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 like it's a siren, like a car alarm, but they don't have cars, so it's weird. Uh, so it's B, B, B. Uh, and then she just kind of goes, I don't know what that was. And then shortly after, Prokop and a couple guards, <laughs> along with Coltry and Philodry, uh, come. Coltry greets B uh, and then threatens her again for killing Simp and Dwalia. Uh, and Philodry reminds the idiot that he's being brainwashed by Vindy, uh, and that it is uh, most likely Beloved who killed them after all. Um, and I don't know why people keep saying this to Coltry. It's like, it's like you're brainwashed. You're crazy. It's like looking at a schizophrenic and saying you're crazy. Stop being crazy. It's like it's not gonna. Um, so and then, <laughs> be 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 the terrible little voice sirened again at her. And then finally, a little silver beak sort of poke. I said through the bars, but I think it's really through porous rock because they're in this weird rock castle thing. And so the silver beak pokes through. Um, and of course, we know it's Motley, but B has, has absolutely no familiarity with the bird. So um, she's just kind of like, what the fuck? Um, and then um, the, the, the fucking bird starts talking to her because typically in our world in, or in this world, bird, birds don't talk to people like this. So B's kind of like what, but he says the B the the Motley says tell Per found B, um, and then but B is like I know is does does this bird mean perseverance, and she kind of has like a moment of like did this is is this really happening because it's all so weird, um, and the bird sort of shimmered in her mind as it's described, and she acknowledges it as a nexus point which she's seen before as part of her white prophet magic stuff. So this is our golden path kind of seeing futures and possibilities and this bird's important um find amber spark asks um or find amber spark asks there's some more nonsense here from the bird that b doesn't understand um and then wolf father chimes in a way out is a way in a way out is a way in tell purr tell tell the bird just tell the bird to tell purr something b um, um, is Purr nearby? B asks Motley. 
<laughs> um, and, and, which is like, okay, why are you talking to the bird? Motley uh, was having difficulty. <laughs> so, so, so the message has been conveyed. The important part of this chapter is that a way out is a way in is being conveyed to the bird, obviously. And now the bird has to be has to go back to our other our other team, our other chapter crew. Um, so, but Motley's having trouble getting through the the porous rocks, and so B has to like smash this poor bird through, through the the rock, and <laughs> like a really terrible like you know Disney kind of animated style, pushing the bird and feathers flying everywhere, and I think one of the feathers ends up being red, which is important because when B was smashing this bird into the wall, she saw a <laughs> flash of a red dragon, which I think was Hebe. Um, but yes, a way out is a way in. Tell Purr, tell Purr. Go, bird. Go forth, Molly. Stand. I think it's poetic that Motley gets stuck. And so you know that that way out is not a way in. So mm. it's like, it's not, it's oh not this God. level, right? This level is not the level that anything needs to go down on. Um, That's a sewers. It just feels like a video game in this chapter very much. Very much a video game to me. Like a really good one. <laughs> Where you have to like infiltrate a, a jail to get someone out, but you can't. You don't have the tools that you need, but then you've like made friends with a bird, and if you've made friends with that bird, at some point it comes in and gives you a clue. I don't know. I think da, 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 da. <laughs> da, da, that would be cool. <laughs> I would play that. <laughs> Um, I have a question about Pearl Cop. Besides oh. the fact that I... This has nothing to do with my dislike. Pearl, of Pearl Cop, Cop, a piece of shit. Pearl Cop, it's a.k.a. Question. Ariana, is... <gasps> with... What? What? <laughs> and... Oh, did Joey miss no, that No, I didn't. Part? I just don't... Uh, I still... Coltry became Stassi in my mind, because I feel like if Stassi got stabbed, she would also not reg- not acknowledge that she was stabbed. Capra. Capra. Capra, sorry. Also, also when Stassi cries, her makeup runs off of her face, so. <laughs> so does Tom's. Um, it's totally true. His bronzer just, like, <laughs> washes away in his tear trails. He's so much. That's amazing. I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, did, so I'm sh- you, you loved the, um, the thousand-year-old man telling the, uh, the 10 year old girl that she should uh, not it's not all about her she should maybe think about the possibility of choosing her own death yeah, to fuck make that. a little better place <laughs> fuck you thousand year old man how come you didn't choose your own death Pearl Cop? that could have been nice uh, he conveniently didn't have to because yeah. he already owns stock and it's doing well <laughs> Like he's just he's just giving me Jesus. like he's just giving me Nancy Pelosi energy right now okay I don't like him I'm on your side, he says, as he drains the coffers for himself. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> the butterfly man comes, and we get this like really cool, but ultimately <laughs> uh, failure of a action scene where the mostly blind, almost crippled guy who's only just graduated through physical therapy is attempting to (laughs) he really the only way to come out of that would have been yeah it would have been like you know in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie when they hide in the bathroom above the tub by like 
like holding themselves up in the ceiling like yeah. that's what he needed to do <laughs> just hide. not that's just hard. like go to the side and be like maybe uh, they won't bludgeon me well i thought that he was doing well with that right like his little foot was like dangling or whatever but i was like okay he's yeah. hiding he's hiding he's not going to actually like confront but he hid in the wrong spot he needed to hide you right on the ceiling or someplace where they couldn't like walk he's in not spider-man he still did pretty good like we don't know what he's he been training for, Jenny. He was in that little cabin doing all sorts of flips and tricks. Yeah, you don't know. I do think that. Yeah, I do think that uh, if Fitz had stabbed somebody twice, they probably would have died. Although I guess he didn't kill the fool, so maybe not. Yeah, he stabbed him nine times and he didn't die. So. <laughs> I think that I think the thing to take away from these books, most importantly, is that do not stab somebody in the gut if your intention is to kill them, because they're not going to die. Yeah, man, go for the eye go or something or a throat. Yeah. Or go you got to put it in the gut and then drag so yeah. you get like Twist, an entrails pull. falling out kind of situation. Make yeah. sure you hit some um, bone and get it stuck in there. We can't just be doing like fleshy stab wounds. Like Spe- we need yeah. to get into an organ or an artery. Just slit their throats, folks. Just the stomach's not going to do it. Stick get them in the stomach and then go back like, for go, the throat, go, okay? Yeah, or like slash down towards the groin and get that femoral artery. Oh know? man, yeah, that would be a drag. It was it was a cool action scene though, it was. for a book. It like, was fun. It was nice to see some action. Period. But I also like in my mind, I was like, Night Eyes is here watching you do this, and he's disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, the scentless one is doing the fighting. We are truly <laughs> in a bad timeline. <laughs> I feel like the move would have been ceiling, hang out, or run all the way back to the door where it opens, and somehow like get behind. Right? Them, like, why was know? this mission impossible? Why weren't you? Hiding until it's dark and coming out when there are no guards. <laughs> like, yeah. what is this daytime shit? Yeah, this is pretty reckless. There wasn't a lot of time, though. and Because he knew that his fits and them were going to be on his tail as soon as it was daylight and they realized he was gone. Yeah, he didn't know that Simph was going to be dead and they weren't going to be able to get across. What was yeah. he trying to accomplish, though? Hope... Like, what did he accomplish? Did well, it... he didn't accomplish. I... Of life. I, I <laughs> hope that he did something dramatic to get, like, caught that they cornered him in here he 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 slashed well, he a, a guy he, he killed a jailer yeah, i mean he killed a guard yeah i'm just saying like did he what did he accomplish he the killed j- he he stabbed he's very stabby stabbed one of the four which is pretty good yeah. that's i mean it's, yeah that's solid but also like he was about to he was 0.2 seconds away from accomplishing something joey and he just didn't get that far yeah robin hop can't make it too easy if it had been like yes actually the fool has been training in in a in a tiny ship cabin this whole time and can, is actually now a cool fighter and it was like a really it was like the Witcher that would have been like what the fuck Not is happening the Witcher. And yeah it would have been very unrealistic because that's what we're really going for in these books mm. is realistic yeah he had that Witcher training course inside his little cabin that's what yeah. I uh-huh. he was just watching YouTube's every night <laughs> yeah. I love like, my heroes. <laughs> he was I doing those he was I'm... he was doing those twenty minute dumbbell workouts that I do every day. Right, yeah, um, and then doing. I'm just saying four. that he he was literally <laughs> invisible and somehow alert. He did something that alerted. I think Capra he killed again. Her mom. <laughs> yeah, but not just the jailer, the lone jailer of this one. Area. But we do find out. It had to be. We do find out. 
I like how the Forge is like milling around this dungeon all the time. They're just sort of like, eh, it's just, it's the like four. shopping. I know, it's like, like, this it's is like, like, like where they live. Place. Yeah, they it's like, like hang if this out was, here. If this was a season of Game of Thrones, we would make fun of how often these extremely important people are hanging around in this dungeon. In this shitty dungeon. <laughs> Conveniently. <laughs> well, this is, this let's just take note, this is the, this is kind of the penthouse dungeon though, remember? This yeah. is the one it, that's This is the garden. Up. It used to be a garden. Yeah. Yeah. Procop remembers so it being it's a like, garden. Yeah. What is it? Are you saying it's like down the down the hall from their bedrooms? It's like a it's like a converted <laughs> well, roof deck. It's like, the nice yeah. dungeons. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's got a good view. But it, I mean, it's smart. It would be smart to like lay an ambush there because they all four have to be together to open any of these doors. Yeah. Do you think that Motley has trouble talking and flying at the same time? Because like we have seen Motley like pull out some like full sentences. And in this moment, it was a little bit of a struggle. We've heard Motley talk and fly at the same time before. She can yell if it's chivalry. I'm just wondering yeah. why she, she was having such a hard time. She can tell if it's chivalry that he's a fucking Fitz! dumbass from the Fitz! sky. Maybe, maybe she, it was the distress of being trapped. Maybe. Maybe she didn't want to draw attention to herself. There's something going on with that fucking bird. There's like people in it or a dragon or two in there. There's something going on. It dipped its beak in silver. Before that, there was something wrong with it. (laughs) I I love that you're airing on this something wrong with it as opposed to just being like magical and skilled and having talents. Something great about it. It has to be exterminated. Yeah. When you're you're a talking animal, do not approach Joey. Something yeah. right um. with it. It's just a cat trapped in it. Oh, it's a cat I know what I was going to say about Prilkop. Okay, so Prilkop goes uh, on this whole thing about, um, what's her name? Isildur. What's her name? Illustor. Illustor, Illustor there you go. So, same Isildur thing. Is very different. Isildur. Destroy it. Throw it into the fire. She... Okay, so she was his nemesis, but she only existed in, like, the latter one... 180th of his life like uh-huh. how is she his nemesis there's probably like 10 other bad guys that were in there that are like way cooler than her are you only allowed to have one nemesis yes one catalyst uh... one nemesis he he mentioned that his catalyst and him did their job and then his catalyst died yeah. which i'm assuming his catalyst was like a normal ass person or like it was probably not his catalyst at all because Prokop is clearly terrible at. Oh, we get it. <laughs> but <laughs> look, there's a very long Reddit thread about Sandoval. about people talking about how Dwellia. Hashtag really... no spoilers. No, we've already done. We're, this is it. This is what they're talking about. We've talked about this idea that Dwellia is is B's catalyst, and I have to tell you that every single one of those posters is incorrect and doesn't know how to read. Because the whole point of Prokop is that Prokop is wrong. So anything Prokop says is sus. I think I think just... Vinda Liar is. I feel well, like I'm. We, I feel like we, I'm getting spoiled. I feel like you're not letting me form my own thoughts. We don't know what what work he did when he was, you know, a wee lad. Yeah, I don't think he did shit. I think he's just still here. Oh my god! Retire, Prokop. <laughs> Jesus. Ashley, how do you feel about Prokop? <laughs> I feel the exact opposite of Rachel just because I want to antagonize the shit out of her. <laughs> and also, Rachel's judgment cannot be accepted 
because she thinks that she wants to hang out with Kristen Duty. Okay? <laughs> Not like like post season 4 Kristen Duty I will hang out with. No. I think the she's the racist done... one. Is she racist? She's racist. Oh, Rachel, she's you no picked wrong. The show because you she's picked racist. wrong. Really? You picked wrong. She's racist. There yet. Yeah. Which, you know what? And Prilcock. Guess who else? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Just okay. It's all tracking. It's, you're digging a grave, Rachel. You're digging a grave. <laughs> okay, well, I have to back up. I have to back up. I thought she had done the work. I thought that she was normal and chill now. I didn't know. No. I denounce her. I hate her. <laughs> but do you really? <laughs> God. She's canceled. Kristen. Is she got canceled. canceled. She got canceled that she's no longer in the show because she's so. I mean, yeah, honestly, they all got canceled. That show. It was what felt. That show is a serious diversity problem. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're racist because they don't. Faith got to... fridged. Well, not fridged, but she had having sex with Jax <laughs> is essentially fridging. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pulling us back. Butterfly friend, man. Best butterfly friend. Man. Best. We can't talk about this. We can't. <laughs> I'll save you. All right, chapter 32, Thanks, Away In. The intro to chapter 32 is a prophetic dream of Repens before she went to go live in Skill Pillar. She dreamed of a walled-in garden filled with sickly white plants. A gardener pulls them up one by one by the roots, and the plants are screaming. The gardener then tosses them into a big fire. Bye-bye. <laughs> and then, with a grin, he shows... His pointed teeth that are somehow dripping flames, metal as fuck. Sign me up for that orthodontist. <laughs> cool, cool. Robin Back to Hobbs reality. Flaming teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just little flame vinyl decals. Um. Anyway, back to reality. Whoa! There goes gravity. Fitz sweats and. Impatiently waits on the bird they sent to scout in lieu of any actual plan. It was a good idea, Fitz says to Purr, but implying the opposite. Fitz goes looking for a place to grab a drink to calm his nerves, and Purr has the foresight to make the crew grab a table outside where they can keep an eye out for Motley. While at the tavern, they get the hot goss about Simph. Spark starts writing her notes for a new Netflix original drama, Symphilis, The Rise and Fall of Prophets. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fitz despairs in the corner and wonders where it all went wrong. It started with every decision I ever made since I met Shade, Fitz whispers to himself. Did did he take some elf bark along with his uh his uh kerosene? He might have. I have to go back. No, it, it was um, he didn't. He he ground but... up some kerosene and elf bark and put it in his Red Bull and chugged it. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. It was it was so like so Morose. over the top. Yeah. yeah. Before Fitz can drink the pain away, the crew are luckily able to spot Motley returning from for the fortress. They find a private beach to meet with the crow and then badger her with a hundred questions. Motley, not about to be treated this way by a man who didn't even believe she could do her job, cuts to the point <laughs> and grabs Fitz with her skill soaked beak. Fitz gets Jack straight into Motley's GoPro, and they see the recording of B. A way out is a way in. Tell Purr where the waste goes out from the castle. Suddenly filled with purpose, Fitz knows what to do. 
The next we see of our heroes, they're about to get waist deep and poopy, trudging up the waist chute at low tide. Now we get wet, warns Fitz. Been wet before, Persing's back. <laughs> Which is probably the best line of the book. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Been wet before. <laughs> Been wet before. And then he that's that's, that's my new tattoo. That's gonna be my tattoo that I get for, for this book. Been wet yeah. before. As they squelch and plop along, Fitz continually reminds them that they can turn back if they want to. Oh my god. They don't want to. Yet again. <laughs> and so they continue to trudge along in darkness and filth. Eventually, our friends find their way into Castle Claris, into the fortress's waste tank. Just beyond the waste area, Fitz and Lant alone make their way into the dungeon beyond. Luckily, the only occupant outside of the cells is sleeping, and Fitz gives the unfortunate guard a quick death with his knife. Then motions the rest into the dungeon. They continue on and check the cells one by one until Fitz is confronted with a sight he never wished to see again. The fool's crumpled body unbreathing. <gasps> Always in the pooper shoe! Fool! <laughs> Always down there. Wait, when was the fool in the pooper shoe before? He was... And the, oh. in, yeah, he oh, was yeah, yeah, he was, oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was. He was on the, yeah, the waist level. I wonder if the smell of poop even affects him anymore. <laughs> or it's so traumatizing. At least it's I hot just, here, you know. It's hot the, poop instead of you, cold poop. You're going to kill the fool off Oh, I think I'd rather smell cold poop. What? No, I think, yeah, why yeah, would you want I think hot this poop? is definitely worse. <laughs> um, okay, so Fitz is where he belongs. In the poop shoe? In in the porta potty <laughs> level of hell. <laughs> and as everyone is waist deep in the vile fluids, he's like, if you don't want to do it, it's like we're here. We're do- we're here. We're in it. What <laughs> they're like all covered head to toe in shit and he's like, You guys can turn back if you want to I'm like, no, we're we're in it. I love that. Um, well, I don't love it. I actually was really concerned because they all empty out their shoes of the poop juice, and then Spark just throws her shoes aside okay. completely. Yeah, she's and I'm on. like, oh. ma'am, that's uh, not good. You can't be not having shoes on. Yeah, you can't get a cut while you're. Well, covered you know, in Bee shit. has yeah. been Bee's been very barefoot this whole time, and she hasn't like. Well, she hasn't been trotting through shit. Like, you want to get in, and she self heals. P.S. Like, she stepped through serpent spit instead and got magical healing powers. Yeah, yeah. this girl gets a cut on her foot. She's gone twelve hours. Cut. That's it. Well, they're in the same place, right? This is also where all that went down. So maybe they they'll step on some glass and get some leftover serpent spit. But will that help the spark have the gift? Mm. I can't I think- remember. Everybody has something except for her. Yeah. Okay. Her just likes birds. I want to talk about Fitz's decision to, instead of just wait five fucking minutes for the bird to come back, to leave entirely and go to a new spot. Because he had no faith in it because I don't know what his beef is with that fucking bird, that majestic, (laughs) gorgeous creature who's saving everything. She won't share the wit with him. He didn't want to share the wit with him. Yeah. But the bird didn't want it either. He wanted the bird to beg. He wanted the bird to be like... They have 
<laughs> wanted to be able to talk to the bird without having to bond with the bird. And Molly was like, fuck off. And, Bo- and yeah. Molly was like, I actually I don't want to whip bond with you, actually. And he was like, offended by that even though he opened with don't try well, to he, bond with me and he's a hot mess express so good judgment on molly's part <laughs> but it's just like you know how like when you lose your friends and you're just like just stay where you are and then they leave and then you never find yeah them that happened to us yeah it's Disney the World. worst part of friends travaganzas it drives me crazy at dragon con it's like you can never find fucking anybody everybody's constantly moving around it's awful he could have waited for five minutes instead of like being like, well, let's go to Applebee's. She'll find us if she really wants us. <laughs> <laughs> so now. They wanted some riblets. Would have oh, I've had a cat break into the room. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. She's going for my decorative ribbon. Which one? Buns. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> they like to eat it Which and then I have to, pull, have to pull it out of their esophagus. Oh. Yeah, I've already done it once today. It was awful. That's how you know that we've domesticated them too far. They do things that would kill them without immediate. I literally like caught the tail end of it at the very back of her throat. I had like my entire finger inside of her. It was traumatic for the both of us, and she's eyeballing it right now. Don't you do it? I liked it. Um. Okay, so then they have their Applebee's, and then Motley's like, you're stupid, I figured all this out, and shows them the drone footage, which was nice. I thought that was, like, a weird little, like, different style, different writing style that kind of just plopped in there for bird vision. (laughs) It's like a video game. It's like, it's like Robin... It's like Robin Hobb played like Last of Us or something and was like, this is where you like get the. <laughs> yes, Robin Hobb fast... played Last of Us. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> ah, zombies. <laughs> what would she tweet about? <laughs> what would she do? Robin Hobb playing Last of Us. No, see, a I way. I really don't like the swearing. <laughs> Amazing. A way out is a way in is what I tell myself every single time I go to use the bathroom and I open the toilet to check for snakes or rats or spiders. So. I mean, my ex's dad was, I think I've told this story. It was a city manager for a town in Florida when that snake came up. Somebody's yeah, toilet got him. Yeah. It's exactly. a thing that happens. Check. You Always check. check. Toilet snakes. It got somebody. Rats it came up snakes. and got somebody. Yeah. It came up and got somebody. Right in the chuckus. Turlet snake. <laughs> also, I am traumatized by the movie Dreamcatcher, in which a way out was a way in. Horrible. Um, oh, wow. I remember that movie. I watched that way too young. Yep. We went and watched this for our in. friend's birthday. It was like, Ashley, were you with us? It was Rashida's birthday, and that was what she wanted to do. That's the movie with Michelle the Pfeiffer. Alien buttworms. The alien buttworms. Uh-oh. I'm gonna need a refresh. It was what alien buttworms. It's really cold out. The aliens make blood diarrhea, and they're also in you. But then they come out. But that's the movie. Nice. That's how they get okay, in you. It's not what I was thinking of, and I think I somehow wasn't invited to that one, which doesn't really track because Rashida was my very good friend. But 
I feel like I'm you were glad there. I don't remember it. I think it might be a trauma response and it was just blocked from my brain. <laughs> it was the it still goes down as the worst good. movie I've ever seen. Um there's also a real a subplot with like uh like a a mentally like handicapped child in the woods. I think I don't know. It was it's very weird. I may have just like declined to see it because I know that I don't like scary movies. Maybe. Oh, I totally. Okay. I just saw the lead guy. And yes, I distinctly did not watch this movie. It's starting to come back to me now. Yeah. It's the guy that was in Homeland. It's all coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there was another part. Isn't there's another part in here. I was thinking about Celine Dion. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, it's all coming back. Living your chapter. Coming back to me now. Sing it. Maybe it was in the last one. There were things we'd never do again, but then they always I'm always like, what did you guys do, Celine? <laughs> Who stuck what where? Because, you know, it sounds a little freaky. <laughs> I don't remember. There was a part in here that felt like lyrics to a Celine Dion song. And I think it was like a prophecy that B said or Pearl Cop said, or I don't remember. Just... Now it's more likely that Robin Hobb was listening to a Celine Dion song than she was playing Last of Us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think the last right, of us had so come out. This is where we're at, okay? We have the fool who has failed to do uh, anything majorly significant, gotten himself beat up and uh, un unbreathing un- in a in a poopy jail cell. We have Fitz and Co. minus Bird. Right, the bird's not with them because she was smart and didn't go and does not want to go into the poop hole. Yeah. Covered in shit, so not stealth. This is not a stealth mission. Um, no, smell yeah, you can hear them walk down the hallway. Who have delivered smell themselves? Smell them walk down the hallway. Yeah, they've delivered themselves <laughs> to this dungeon. Way to go! Um, I don't know though if they're all covered in poop and they kind of stacked each other on their shoulders. They could look like a, just like a giant swamp monster, and maybe. <laughs> They'd seem really tough. Why didn't they go out front and do the 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 thing from uh, Princess Bride with the wheelbarrow and the and the <laughs> and the cloak? <laughs> they could have just done that. Give me the gate key. That would have worked. And then uh, B is also in a jail cell, although she can leave pretty much whenever she wants because she has keys. Um, if she decides not to kill herself, because that's what Pro said. <laughs> <laughs> But a great option. I mean, I don't think she's going to kill herself in her cell. I think she'd do it somewhere else. Meanwhile, we still have the hanging prophecies of... Oh, it's a, it's when to become one. It's a Spice Girls reference. <laughs> it wasn't Celine Dion. I got myself there. The same period of time. Yeah. So when to, yeah, when to become one somewhere, whatever that means. And also... One, become one two. becomes two. And a silver mm-hmm. ship. And a silver shipping to become one. Uh, we know, yeah, that's pretty much all self-explanatory, I feel. Are we all lost on those prophecies? Uh, nope, all good. Okay. Uh, and, 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 you know, that's, that's 
is coming. That's happening. Hopefully imminent. So we're in a really good place for abject failure. And I can't <laughs> wait to see how Fitz, what, what window Fitz finds to throw himself out of uh, <laughs> in this situation. But I'm thinking running through the halls, barefoot, with a knife, covered in shit, just He's yelling. Escalated from his first trilogy. <laughs> it's just white. It's just the Run. white rims of his eyes just poking out. <laughs> shit covered beard, like with his oh. hair sticking up because he's cut it because Shade died. There's never been a better time for Berserker mode. It's like uh, that scene from Jumanji when Robin Williams comes out of the, <laughs> out of the game. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so nasty. Nasty. It's nasty. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna move us on to every episode prompts. We are pack character introductions and exits. We have two characters who are in the waiting room for exit. <laughs> uh-huh. We have uh, Capra and the Fool. We're not the fool's sure. not dead. There's no way. We're not sure. Even if he was dead, he's not dead forever. He's not done yet. I don't believe it. We also, we also finally separated from the live ship crew. Whether or not they re-enter unknown. Oh yeah, they just Brashen and Althea just went off into the sunset holding hands. Like they went to make a deal. Like let me think of Molly for five seconds and pretend like she's relevant to this story. Right? Oh right, I haven't (laughs) thought about Molly in four hundred pages. Let's just put that in there. I think it's really funny that like they know that like some shit's about to go down. That there's dragons coming to like destroy everything. That like they they've they're and they're like let's go shopping. We're going to the mall. (laughs) Outlet mall. You, what I would do is come in there and take and get everything I could that is only found in Claris and like, cause it's about to be the only <laughs> yeah. stock. Yeah, it's gonna be very uh, valuable. Grab all the fortunes. Right. Well, they they started their career on an adventure and danger and all these these kinds of things, and they probably had a very comfortable life for a while. Oh yeah. But now they're they're about to lose their ship. And I don't know, I, I kind of, I get it. They just want, you know, front row seats to the destruction. Is this like a deep impact when Taya Leone just goes onto the beach with her dad and stands there and watches the tidal wave take them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, animal assist, pretty significant. Not only is Motley our, I think, our MVP of this section... For sure, uh, but we also and have night eyes for had, coming yeah, up with a plan. Night eyes in there. Yeah, crucial, crucial plot plot movement from night eyes. This it's moment. just you know the two animals talking to each other and getting shit done. Yeah, really <laughs> through people. Tell the bird a thing. Tell it. <laughs> Open your mouth. Talk to the bird. Uh, fashions from Jamalia. Well, we have some avant-garde poop fashion. Poop fashion. Poop fashion well, show. Have, you know the clothes that Fitz was really upset about while he was. Climbing oh, I the love it when he, he when they were using the cloak as like camouflage <laughs> when they were. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god. They'll never see us. <laughs> and he's like leading, right? And then I think Lance in the very back, which means Spark and Purr were in the middle, not being able to see shit for like four hours, just like mushed up wet underneath this cloak. That Ooh. sucks. Been wet before. i would like to take this moment to mourn the loss of lady time's entire wardrobe oh the last of it yeah it served them well Mm. oh you know what papa the cats the cats are killing me they're climbing into shopping bags that i have sitting on the floor in here (laughs) shopping (laughs) they're all thea and brashen Outlet shopping. <laughs> are, are they done? I think, yeah, she has exited the bag. I think we're good. Okay. You know, a paper bag is hard to resist when you're a cat. It's true. I don't blame them. Uh, what else happened? Uh, oh, fa- so I think we had we had the the butterfly cloak, a very important piece of fashion. Ultimately. Uh, it kind of crashed and burned. It lived too fast and too furious. It was... Uh, uh, hopefully we managed to get a, a death blow on one of the four with its demise. But, you know, who knows. And roll the maps. Where are we and how did we get here? This is important. You know how when you get into the dungeon and the map constricts so you're only in the dungeon? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> mm. You can't, like... You can't get out. Yeah, no save points. No save points. You gotta risk it. You just gotta. You go. gotta risk Real your biscuit. <laughs> so we have a map of the basically the top floor and the bottom floor, and that everything else, everything in the middle is exploration. Maybe there's some cool chests that we can open, some pots that we can smash, some rupees. You know. Fitz misery has a moment. The return of does Fitz suck? I think he's fairly low. <laughs> Fitz is being is being the mud is sucking at him. You think that he'd feel a little bit better because he's like gonna go rescue B, right? I'm gonna rescue B. He knows that she's alive. Well, the bird saw her. Yeah, but it's also like a ticking time bomb, and he also, you know, he's not good at balancing his feelings for B and for the fool, and so he knows, yeah, it's just a lot. Plus, there's, you know, things he doesn't like, so he has to complain about them. Also, he's covered in shit. I think that he is in dire need of Night Eyes' guidance. Like, it would be... I just you can think of like what what night eyes would say in these situations where he'd just be like shut up like (laughs) let's just let's just get through this but you're like be in the now and Fitz would be like but now sucks (laughs) (laughs) the now is poo (laughs) well Fitz no because then night eyes would be like poop is just dirt (laughs) smelly dirt the day at the spa it's just part of the it's part of the life cycle. It it's smells good if you're a dog. Exactly. Don't you want to roll in it? <laughs> uh and buzzwords, how's B doing the prophecy scorecard? I think B I think B is is fulfilling. <sighs> B's rocking it. I, think she's, she I mean, is. she's also dodged a lot. Like I think she's kind of passively 
getting some wins here too, you know, like the fool didn't get quite far enough to like give her up. She's able to still play dumb about everything. Well, I, up until the fool showed up, I think B could have walked out of there. Yeah. Like she could have rescued herself. I think she could have unlocked her door and just left. At an opportunity. Great would she would have, have gotten if, past like... the, the jailer. You think she would have like been into hand to hand combat and gotten past she, him? She has her knife skills. But how great would it have been if Fitz and company like were finally about to cross the causeway and B's and just she's like, just, oh, hey guys. She's going <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> yeah. But they actually pass her and then they go into danger and she's just like, fine. That would be very Robin Hobb. That would be very Robin Hobb for them to go in and like some like, you know, calamity and all the uh, everything that like everyone gets tortured. And meanwhile, like B goes and like meets Paragon or something and goes on an adventure. I'm like, oh, my dad's face. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, ship. Hey, dad ship. How you doing? I mean, it still could happen. They haven't connected. It would be interesting <laughs> just to see how much Robin Hobb would be willing to hurt us. <laughs> by just leaving that you know loop unclosed uh any any other points we need to make about this no i'm just but... really glad that now i can keep reading i've been waiting so long but only four chapters only four chapters i only read four chapters last time i'll read four chapters this time begrudgingly Okay, well, then our reminder for our next reading section is Assassin's Fate Chapters 33 through 36. This has been Buckheap Radio. Email us at buckheapradio at gmail. Uh, and you can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm online at alyssameaner.com. I'm Jenny. You can find me at FacelessFree on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at LadyBirdParker. And I'm Joey. You can find me at JoeyAmmons.com or on Canny Robot. All right. Well, I'm going to sign out. We did it. All right. Stop. Am I going to cry in these four chapters, do you think? Yes. (laughs) Okay. God, if Motley dies, I'll be just be crushed. <laughs> I started crying in one of the upcoming chapters and did not stop until I was done. So, oh, so I need to daytime cry then you need, because you if need I to cry, hydrate. well, if I cry in bed before I go to sleep, the puffiness doesn't leave, and so you, w- I wake up with very swollen eyes. So I have to do daytime crying so that it can all drain from my body. Wow interesting okay yeah it's we're on we're on weigh in candle smoke and confrontation i think it's let me see yeah i think it's going to be in this in this section that we start to we start, we to, start to fall apart. <laughs> we know, start to, to be know. an upset, an upsetting podcast. <laughs> All right. I'm hitting stop now. I never did. Bye.
would like you to all Waiter. think about the nature of of Fitz and the Fool's relationship so we can have a nice long discussion in our next section. Gay. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> because of gay. Gay, 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 gay. It's gay. That's my contribution. I was just thinking a lot about it because I did watch I was watching Our Flag Means Death thinking about like how it was both what I wanted from the Fitz and the Fool like arc but yet completely different but also the same and like it was just making me think a lot about about them as archetypes and all that shit so plus some of our listeners have sent in some very um really smart things so i want to read them all on air is and that needs to be ready for next week uh next week or the week after i'm just thinking it might be better for next week because i will have that day off hopefully and not be delayed and stranded in la so i can actually like prep a lie a lie a lie i'm going to cut it i did i was like joey should we go eat at vanderpump no should we go eat there (gasps) oh my god go to tom tom and have a cocktail Uh, run by a bunch of deadbeats and other celebs are there obviously because joey would be like only if we can dine and dash somehow yeah rip them off you don't want to eat those sweet goat cheese balls no i don't actually but stassi's your favorite and she loves goat cheese balls okay stassi is a redneck okay i don't like i don't want to like be stassi i just like you guys to confuse the issue. I do. Do I want to be friends with these people? No. Could I hang out with them for two hours in a bar and like be entertained? Two hours. That is too low. You can hang out with anybody and, for two hours and uh, leave like entertained and not pissed off at them. I think I could. Uh, it depends on how many terrible things they say about you. Well, because there are a lot of people where like I cannot spend any time. Like twenty seconds is too much. Like I hate them. Like, I just... I think that might be what happens for you. Sheena, yeah. She, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sheena is Sheena, insufferable. Sheena, you just need she to be has... around for seven minutes. The thing about... The thing about... I think I've... I, what I found by watching these people is that I have very specific, like, standards for for people that I want that I like will tolerate and hang out with or even call friends and like the baseline is that I feel like those people have to have have to have opinions they have to have a standard they have to have like a Mm. a voice they have to have some they can't just be so wishy-washy like Schwartz who well he's you could read him bitch made fucking loser piece of shit like he's yeah he's sticks up for his bros but never his wife he but that's also but he sticks up for his bros because he has the exact same behavior as his bros and if he hates on them then he's hating on himself but he also like sticks up for them because they're literally like he's next to them like because they're blackmailing him him. yeah you could read (laughs) you could read him five definitions of a word and they're all wrong but is as you're reading each of them he'd be like convinced that that's the definition of the word he has no internal integrity or standard or compass or anything like he he, it's impossible to even argue with them because he has no point of view it's just he's a (laughs) non-person hate him (laughs) but he's a-okay 
And I just need that. I need, and that's what I respect about Stasi is like she might be a monster, but she has a rule. She knows exactly how she's going to react. She's predictable. Everyone knows what she's going to say because she has her own internal like flow chart of feelings and she follows it every time. She's consistent. Exactly. But it's deeply obnoxious. <laughs> like, yeah, it's well, consistently yes, it's awful. It's they a, yeah, they're exile. all obnoxious. We're not you. You have to remove that. Okay, none of these people are. Good. Have you? Will you be purchasing either one of her books and reading them since you love her so much? I mean, probably not. If she didn't actually even write them, what's the point? I think she. Did she write can't them. write. She, she didn't know the word illuminate. Absolutely wrote her first one. Her boyfriend or whatever said the word. Uh, like, uh, what was it? What was it, Rachel? Myopic. Myopic. <laughs> Oh, he used like, that guy. He words, was, like, this is level. this is part of the reason I can't They're be friends with Stassi because she dated that fucking piece of shit for That's four years. He's a, he's that a piece guy of shit. was oh the man bun the crypto king. Yes, he yeah. was. He was maybe worse was, than any of, yeah, he's oh, the rest of them on the show. Down. Like a, like, Hands like, down, like, like, yes. Jax is a fucking yeah. dream compared oh, to that he, guy. He, put, he knows he's in front of a camera and he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. And it's the like he's shit not even he smart said to Lisa, and she stayed very poised. She's like, "I'm not gonna let this man bring me down." But like, I would have fucking knifed that motherfucker right there. Yeah, he's. Trash. I haven't gotten to that part yet. I haven't gotten. Oh there. well, get ready. But yeah, I question her, her solely based on her relationship well, she, with the, that guy. One of the things that they all have in common is they're all deeply stupid and also deeply insecure. So they're all easily manipulated. And I of don't course, think all of them perfect... are stupid, though. I think a couple of them Ashley. are actually fairly smart. Which no. ones are smart? Which ones? But like, what kind of smarts are you talking about? Like book smarts? I'm talking like street what the savvy. Hell, what the hell are you? Book what do smarts. you mean? I mean smart. Critical I mean, thinking like, smarts. Critical thinking. Like I don't. I don't mean. I don't, I don't mean PhDs. I mean like, are you a fucking idiot or? Can, can I you, think like... Stasi is so manipulative. She has to have critical thinking. Mm. Because she's so obvious about her her manipulation, so she's not actually smart. I don't know. I think she's probably fairly intelligent. You're already failing if people know you are trying to manipulate me to get what you want. That's a fail. You've already failed. <laughs> but she's just so annoying about it that people comply because that's how she wins. That's her uh. that's her strategy and it works for her because she's around a bunch of people who don't We're each going to no. need to write a thesis. Okay. <laughs> it only worked for her to a point, and then it didn't work for her very... And then she cries. And then she cries like a little bitch. Right. Like on command. But she's your favorite, so, you know. Well, I mean, like, relatively. Like, I have, like, a favorite, like... I don't know. I Like, if I had a favorite, like, bug that I would have in my house. I don't want any bugs <laughs> in my house. Which is your favorite bug to have in my house? My favorite species of cockroach. <laughs> Ladybug. Still a beetle. I don't like ladybugs because they're small enough to get inside your orifices. They're I not mean... trying to get inside you. Oh, so, one, bad giant ladybugs bugs are your favorite. are called ladybirds across the pond. Two. Oh, really? They will infest your attics and they're very hard to get rid of. They, Three, they, they bite. Those motherfuckers bite. They bite? I thought they, they were absolutely vegetarians. Bite. No, like they ladies. will chomp your ass in a split second. They're like little Vanderpump ladies. 